So when we first started, you know, we didn't even really know if we would quit our jobs to pursue this full time. We just had this idea of like, let's create a beer of our own and let's take it to market and get it on the shelves at Whole Food. That's kind of how it started. Welcome to Find Your Mission. I'm actor and activist Melissa Fitzgerald. This podcast will bring you into the lives of United States veterans and guide you along on their journey from private citizen to service to entrepreneur. You'll learn from these men and women how they handled the trials and tribulations of service and how they applied those same lessons to new ventures when they left the military and tried their hands at business. I hope these journeys inspire you to push yourself further, believe in your goals, and maybe find your own mission. Thank you to our friends at WeWork, Veterans in Residence, a WeWork and Bunker Labs partnership. Veterans in Residence is a highly selective six-month startup incubator and leadership program. It provides veteran and military family member entrepreneurs the community, business support, and workspace to help launch and grow their businesses. Find your tribe. Create your life's work. Learn more at we.co slash veterans. That is we.co slash veterans, or click on the link in the show notes. Also, thank you to our friends at Dell Small Business. Nope, not this one. Definitely not that one. What even is this packaging? Is this supposed to be a beer for zombies? Or a beer for zombie lovers? Oof, this one is for the manliest of men, so I guess I'm out. Going up and down the aisles, this was a familiar monologue in Leanne's head. She knew she loved beer. She knew she wanted to buy a good beer. And she knew that not a single beer maker on the market was targeting her or the millions of women like her. In every grocery store or beverage mart she went to, she saw rows and rows of beers all being marketed to one half of the population. Men. She knew that there was room for something different. That there was a way to disrupt this space and go after a market that was being ignored. I can be that disruptor, she thought. I can make my own craft beer company designed for and sold to women. This is my shot. Leanne was a sailor. Although even that was never really the plan. Growing up, the only connection Leanne had to the armed forces was a grandfather that served during the Korean War. But after a few older friends applied and got into various service academies, Leanne decided to follow suit. I knew nothing about it. I didn't have anyone in my family who was in the military, but it seemed like an honorable thing to do. At the Naval Academy, she could get a world-class education while also serving her country. But it wasn't easy. Leanne was an ace academically. Since her class was only 20% females, she didn't easily fit in. She was training to take an intense role that would have her in charge of anywhere from 10 to 
to 50 sailors when she deployed. Sure, it was what she had signed up for, but expectation felt thrust upon her nonetheless. But there was no quitting. She deployed out of Hawaii and San Diego, learning how to lead other sailors while still being authentic to who she was. She found out that garnering respect was not about being cold and abrasive. It's being real, honest, and straightforward. You have to appeal to the people in front of you, no matter who they are. Yeah, so 22 years old, you're put on a ship in front of a team of, I don't know, 10 to 14 people, in my case, all men, um, ages 19 to 30. And they've been doing this job for at least several months, I mean, longer than I had. And so because you're the highest ranking person in that group, you want to figure out, of course, how to earn their respect instead of just them having to respect the rank. And I probably made it more difficult on myself or psyched myself out some because I was a female leading um, a male group. And so I tried to overcompensate for that, I think, and probably came off far too harsh or cold hearted or was really trying to be someone that wasn't me because I thought that's what it took to be a good leader in the military. So learning what your leadership style is over time and for me how to be my authentic self and and lead people was definitely challenging but i can't imagine learning or going through that process in any other environment it really is a leadership incubator throughout her service leanne formed strong bonds with the sailors around her she was grateful for the experience they had together and she was inspired by them but her peers weren't the only inspiration she found. While stationed in San Diego, Leanne tried craft beer and fell in love. Brewed perfectly, no other drink could beat it. She found herself craving the product and hunting down different brews to try. It was then that she noticed a pattern. Hundreds of beer options lined the shelves, Not a single one was designed and brewed with a woman in mind. What a shame, she thought. But also, what an opportunity. A classic, like, Sierra Nevada, Pale Ale. Like, those are all amazing beers with a lot of flavor. But, you know, the the bottle itself doesn't necessarily fit in (laughs) to a wedding environment. I didn't mind so much at that time. I was used to, you know, my mom and my sister-in-laws and my girlfriends not wanting to go to breweries with me. And it didn't really register too much that, huh, I wonder why. But when I met Tara, you know, we had both taken steps from our corporate careers to get into beer, we're both home brewing. And so we started talking about how, you know, a winery experience is such a beautiful, elevated, delightful process and people love to take their moms and their family and friends there to make a day of it. There's no one really trying to create that vineyard or winery experience in beer. And then, oh, by the way, you go and look at the stores and the shelves and there are a lot of zombies and goblins and, you know, women not wearing 
many pieces of clothing on beer labels. And so you're just like, you know what, no wonder. Like, of course, women are going to flock towards beer when they have these beautiful bottles of rosé and hard seltzer, you know, on the shelf right next to this goblin drink. We knew instinctually that, you know, like no beer company out there is really trying to talk to a sophisticated, educated, modern female consumer. Leanne Darland and her business partner, Tara Hankinson, founded Talea Beer to speak to customers like them who had been ignored for too long. After the break, you'll hear from Leanne herself on how she was able to build the business so that today you can find Talea on the shelves at Whole Foods and on tap at bars in and around New York and the Hamptons. To succeed in small business, you need technology that runs efficiently. When you partner with a Dell Small Business Technology Advisor, you get advice, one-on-one partnership, and tailored productivity solutions, including computers with Intel Core processors, servers, storage, networking, plus thousands of top-brand electronics, accessories, and software. It's how they help your small business make the most of every moment. To speak with an advisor today, call 877-BY-DELL. That's 877-BY-DELL. Welcome to Find Your Mission. I'm Ian Faison, Chief Content Officer here at Mission.org. And in a WeWork on the other side of the country, Leanne, what's going on? Hey, how are you? You know, it's a great day. I'm excited to talk to you. Um, We're going to get into all things beer today, which is truly You know, it's always a good day when we're talking about beer, which means it's a good day for you every day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Before we get into your background, I just want you, for for the listeners, tell us a little bit about um, the company that you founded. Sure. So, Talea Beer Company was created by uh, me and my other female co-founder, Tara Hankinson. We both were big beer fans, loved craft beer, loved home brewing, and realized that uh, there's many women that are starting to drink craft beer today, but very few breweries who are actively engaging with them or trying to encourage more non-craft drinkers to uh, join the ranks. And we feel like we're pretty uniquely positioned to tackle this segment of the market head on. Uh, So we are currently licensed as a wholesaler. So we are selling into bars, restaurants, and retailers across New York City and the Hamptons right now. So we're on draft at a lot of great craft beer bars here in the city. We are in cans in a lot of beer boutiques and now in all the Whole Foods in New York City. And then some great restaurants in the city and the Hamptons as well. There's not a lot of co-founders that initially go into product unless their product is somewhere around finance. Did you kind of feel like you had a leg up with a financial background? Yeah, I think it's it's definitely a skill set that I believe helps us be taken a bit more seriously, especially when talking to investors. So right out of the Navy, I was in finance operations at Google. That gave me a great high-level perspective of, you know, where does money flow? What is a procure-to-pay process? 
the basics of invoicing and PO, um, a little bit of FP&A. So that was great, but I have nothing but amazing experiences from Google, but it was just too big of a company for what I wanted to do. And so while I loved finance and I love numbers, Ultimately, I wanted to be able to control that domain on my own. And that would take, you know, probably 20 years if I could ever climb all the way to the top at a place like Google. And so I, I chose to leave Google for a startup to get exposure into what it's like to, to build a company and to start with three or five people, fundraise, scale, expand. That was also where, you know, I, I got incredible experience learning about the logistics and operations of a company and process improvements and, you know, every penny counts on a bottle of beer. And then, you know, being able to bring those skill sets and those experiences into a company of our own with Talea um, has definitely been valuable. And so both Tara and I have our MBAs. We both come from more traditional corporate organizations. So we're able to speak the common language and even though most of the financial modeling and the finance functions are on my plate, you know, I can still talk with her about all those aspects and, and she's totally in sync. Are there certain things that did really help you structure the company financially from the early beginnings? So my, the previous company I was at was a beer e-commerce company. So we were able to work with, you know, dozens of breweries across the country. And so I, I got a bit of a sneak peek into the breweries that were doing really well, what price points they're selling their product at, a little sneak into their operations and being able to incorporate that into a model for our own company was definitely helpful. I mean, this isn't a brand new market by any means. This isn't a new business model. There are a lot of people in the craft beer industry that have, have done this. Um, we have a slightly different spin on how we're going to execute and how we're going to bring it to market. You know, it's not an app that people would question if, you know, the entire world is going to adopt um, or how many downloads they're going to have in, in the first year or something for us. It's a, it's a bit more predictable and the craft beer community is so insanely supportive of one another that we've been able to validate a lot of our assumptions with other companies who are three to five years ahead of us. So let's go back in time to you sitting in San Diego. You know, you're looking around for the beer of the day that speaks to you. Um, and you can't find anything. What was what was kind of the impetus for starting the company? Like even back then, what were the earliest kind of signals that you were that you kind of were noticing and planting that in the back of your mind? When I was stationed in San Diego, that's just when I really realized how much I loved craft beer and the manufacturing process and being able to go to these tap rooms and see exactly where something is created and try you know, several different styles of beer and talk to people about the process of creating those different flavors. So really started to get into it at that point. When I got married in San Diego, I really wanted, you know, some great craft beer there. And that might be the first time I should have realized, like, this is kind of odd. I had um, a beer called Rogue Dead Guy Ale. Um, at my wedding, you know, which doesn't really go with, with the aesthetic. 
And within, you know, a few months of knowing each other, we started working on this project. And initially, so she has a background in hospitality and in particular, the wine industry. And then as we started to dig into the data to create a business plan, the data is there. And there's a Nielsen survey that found that of women drinking craft beer today, 72% of them are frustrated by brands that treat them as an afterthought. And that's the women already drinking craft, let alone the women who haven't even had a reason to give it a try yet. I was talking to one woman. She's like, yeah, I wanted, you know, the hard seltzer. And so my boyfriend went in to get it and they didn't have it. So he got me a Michelob Ultra. And it's just like, <laughs> that's, that's what women think they're dealing with. Like, or that's what men perceive that women want is either like a hard seltzer or a Michelob Ultra because it's, I mean, you know, there, there's just a lot of assumptions that women don't drink beer, but data shows that women are becoming craft drinkers faster than the industry is even growing. So the demand is there and we think, you know, we'll be able to grow that consumer base even more. One of the biggest problems, one of the first problems of a company is finding that head of product, the person who has been kind of heads down working on this thing for a long time. How did you find your head brewer? Tara and I were both home brewing, but we were both realists and knew that that does not scale to a 30 barrel batch of beer on a commercial brewing system. So we uh, started talking to brewers in the New York City area to see if any would be willing to consult for us and create a recipe that would scale to a commercial system. So I think he might have been the first person who responded to us, but we just reached out on LinkedIn. And so we had an initial phone call with him last August. So just a month after we started working on Talia and just had a phenomenal conversation and he totally got where we were going, what we were trying to do. I think he appreciated the fact that we were already working in the beer industry and were very intentional about our career paths to date. And we worked with him as a consultant on high level things, just like who should we use for a contract brewer or, you know, are there any specific concerns we should have around XYZ ingredient? Over time, we just continued to work with him and our relationship grew and we all ended up leaving our paying jobs on the same day in early April this year when we were about to have our first product in hand. And so he is absolutely such a critical part of our team. We would have nothing if our beer wasn't of the highest quality and incredibly well-made. He is very particular about quality control and, you know, we love that he's so obsessed with that. So he's just done a phenomenal job, you know, helping us bring our vision to market and creating a product that really resonates with a wide audience. So our, I guess, product roadmap or product development um, cycle is, is us talking about the different styles. We think are becoming popular and will continue to broaden the consumer base and then playing on, you know, different seasonalities, different ingredients. 
What was it like to jump full time into the business? Um, <laughs> did you have did you have that moment of like, oh, what am I doing? Uh, how did you have the money in the bank? Like, what was that like? I was ready for a while. An interesting thing about a, having a co-founder and just being completely 50-50 in this business is figuring out what our risk tolerances are. And when one person may be ready to make the jump, the other one may not be. And those are definitely conversations that we had. I was so ready and I loved listening to some other podcasts and they asked that question, like, when is the right time to make the jump? And it, it is totally personal, but I was so much more excited working on Talea things than my paying job. And so um, once we had a product where we had to walk around the city of Manhattan, going door to door, trying to get people to buy our beer, there's, it was just, we had to, we had to make the leap. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about the WeWork Veteran Residence Program, like when you joined it, how it's been so far. Uh, when we were at Hopsy, the previous company that Tara and I worked at, we were in a WeWork office near Columbus Circle. And uh, Tara and I were chatting in the micro kitchen. Another woman who was in the veteran in residence program happened to strike up a conversation about Tara's dog that she had with her at the time. And, you know, five minutes later, we learned that, oh, she's in this program, Veterans and Residents, powered by Bunker Labs. It's like right down the hall from us with a group of other veteran entrepreneurs in a beautiful free office space. And so I think we applied like that day, probably to the program, started going to a lot of the events that they hosted. And for us, it served as such a great catalyst for us to, to be willing to make that leap. Uh, like you said, a lot of things just lined up around the same time frame. So as soon as we were accepted into the program, that's when we let our um, employer know that we were going to head off and start this company of our own in a few weeks. But for a while, you know, as Hopsy was trying to find a, a finance replacement, I was literally on the same floor, so could just bounce back and forth between the two companies to, you know, make sure that things were going smoothly in, in both spots uh, to the greatest extent possible. Yeah. What type of impact do you think, you know, being in the program has had so far? I think it's absolutely given us legitimacy. I'm sure you hear this all the time from other people on the podcast, but fundraising is a beast and being able to tell investors who may not know us as well that, you know, our idea and our product and our team has kind of already been vetted by WeWork and Bunker Labs. And for sure, you've heard of one of those two. And um, then bring, being able to bring them to the space here is also another level of credibility or legitimacy. So that's been phenomenal. And there have been a lot of sessions and um, networking events that they've arranged for us as well you know, learning about the angel investment process, hearing firsthand from different angel investors, what they're looking for, what are the most common mistakes people are making, allowing us to go and sit in on, you know, their their syndicate pitch nights for free and to hear their comments about these different entrepreneurs pitching. That's been amazing. We've been able to do tastings of our product in several WeWorks, which is great to be able to get our brand out there and, and direct feedback on our product and being able to network with other veteran entrepreneurs is 
is awesome too. We're all in fairly different markets at different stages of the company, but there's still a lot of commonality across industries and and the different places we are right now. What do you think was the biggest thing that your military service helped you with entrepreneurship? I think grit. I remember when after leaving the military and then going to work, especially at a place like Google that is just so great to their employees, you would set a deadline for something in the corporate world. And like, it may have been on a Friday. And even if it wasn't done, people would still go home for the weekend. And that was just kind of mind boggling to me that like, but the due date was yesterday and people aren't really working on right now. And, you know, from your time in the Navy, like they don't care if you have dinner plans. They don't care if you were going to go out of town that weekend, like you stay until things are done. And so just having that dedication to, to getting things done and more, 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 I think back to like the five basic responses of Plebe Summer, which other Naval Academy people would know and probably West Point, but, you know, basically there's no answer you can give that's an excuse for anything. And if it's, you know, the fact that we forgot a case of beer that was supposed to go to an account earlier in the day and it means another two hours in Manhattan traffic, then that's just what you have to do to get it done. What do you think was the hardest thing to get through when it came to starting a business? I feel very fortunate to have a co-founder who I can share a lot of my concerns with. There's so much uncertainty and there's so much doubt when you're getting started and everything seems like, you know, a mountain of a task. And so when we set out to start the business and set a a goal of raising $2 million, you know, like, where do you even start with that? But having her to work through those doubts together, you know, there's always a balance. Usually if one of us is down, the other person can, can bring them up a bit. That's been so helpful. I'm curious to see like your route. It seemed like you hit the right boxes to have the right life experience that when you did start the business, you could do it, you know, hitting the ground running. Yeah, it was very calculated. When I was in San Diego, I knew that I would love to have a tap room and a brewery of my own someday. But I didn't know anything about beer. I wasn't home brewing at that time. I, I knew I liked to drink it. And that was about it. And I'm risk averse enough to know that, okay, I need to do some due diligence before I jump into this. And so... I was fortunate enough to land a role at Google. You know, that gave me three extra years to learn about the beer industry, to get an MBA, to take a venture capital class and actually learn what a limited partner was and all these things that, you know, maybe wouldn't have crossed my desk at Google and started working with the breweries. Um, so asking if I could work for them for free. And once I was at Hopsy, you know, working with them directly and asking them what they, they thought about, you know, there's, there's one brewery in particular in San Francisco that's been such a tremendous resource for us, one of the founders of Bear Bottle. And I asked him for an hour of his time and he gave me three. And it was just like, I was curious, why did you get into this? Is it everything you'd hoped it'd be like, 
everybody wants their own brewery. Everyone wants their own cupcake shop or coffee shop. But like, is this actually something that I should pursue as a career or something I should just enjoy when I have a moment to have a good beer? But seeing their operations and his in particular and how successful he's been able to be in a short period of time and his encouragement was just like, yeah, do it. Like you'll, it, it is something that would be on the back of my mind forever if I don't give it a try. And so, you know, five or six years of thinking about it and taking the steps necessary to feel comfortable making that leap. Um, that's what it took for, for me to start start working on it and then luckily finding um, an amazing co-founder. What would you say was like the hardest business challenge that you solved? Was it a sales marketing problem? Was it a getting the recipe right product problem? Was it, you know, the actual logistical challenges? Like what did you feel like was the the hardest part? What would be your lesson to other entrepreneurs? I think logistics challenges are always going to be there no matter what business you're running. So while that is a constant pain, it's fairly easy to to overcome that challenge. For us, we are in a very crowded space like many entrepreneurs and we are trying to uniquely position ourselves to appeal to people who may not currently drink craft beer. So expanding the craft consumer base beyond the typical craft beer bro. What we don't want to be is chick beer or beer for girls or the skinny girl of beers, which many potential investors have asked if we would compare ourselves to. We have a killer product and our head brewer is incredibly talented. And that's something that we feel like we have an advantage over many other brands out there. The product itself is is not the concern. The logistics aren't the concern. For us, it's making sure that we are clearly articulating our vision and that our brand will resonate with men and women alike, beer nerds and beer novices alike. And that's very tricky to do, especially right now when we don't have a taproom of our own and there's a middleman in between our beer and us and the end consumer. So trying to control that message and not be construed as chick beer is is one of the biggest challenges we've had. What's your best piece of advice for a first time founder? Based on my experience so far, it's it's just to be very calculated and prepared. And if you want to start a company, you absolutely should, but do everything you possibly can beforehand to make sure you're ready to do it. And if that means finding the right partner to help you execute or spending a little bit more time learning from other people in the industry, you know, it's probably worth the time, if not in the short term, definitely in the long term to have those learnings to take along the journey with you. Awesome. Leanne, this has been super fun having you on. Take care. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you again to WeWork. Veterans and Residents is a partnership of WeWork and Bunker Labs. Veterans and Residents is a six-month startup incubator and leadership program that provides veteran and military family members the community, business support, and a workspace to help launch and grow their businesses. To learn more about WeWork and the Veterans and Residents program, visit we.co slash veterans. That is we.co slash veterans. Find your tribe create your life's work. Learn more at we.co 
slash veterans. This podcast was created by the team at Mission. If you want to hear more from Mission, be sure to check out mission.org. There's nothing small about your business. That's why Dell Small Business Technology Advisors are ready to give you trusted advice, one-on-one partnership, and tailored tech solutions like computers with Intel Core processors. Call 877 by dell to speak to an advisor today.